You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark, and today we're going to talk about, in honor of the current events, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Paul the Psychic Octopus versus uh, Nellie the Elephant, the Psychic Elephant, and then I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about super pets, believe it or not. Basically, since uh, it's paranormal pets, super pets would fit into that because they have supernatural powers. But uh, I'm drawing this theme from the current slew of superhero movies that have been coming out recently. So for those of you who are comic book geeks like myself, this might be kind of fun and a little bit different. Time allotting towards the end, we do have a Spirits of St. Petersburg interview with a homeowner. Uh, This is actual footage, if you will, taken from a uh, paranormal investigation where the homeowner describes some of the activity that goes on, which does include the family dog playing with a ghost that actually lives outside the house. So we will get started with this right after these messages. Now time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, with healthy pets go. Enter the code PARANORMAL and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice or service is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back. To start off today, we're going to take a look at just a reminder of Paul the Psychic Octopus. Because apparently after his death, he has passed his mantle on to Nellie the Psychic Pachyderm. Paul the Psychic Octopus predicted who would win uh, World Cup games. And the eight-armed soothsayer was living at the Sea Life Aquarium in Germany. And he correctly forecasted all six of Germany's World Cup games, including the last prediction, uh, a loss of Spain in the semifinals. It's pretty interesting because when Paul died, people were really devastated because apparently he was just that accurate. They actually did preserve his body, and I believe that it is currently uh, being shown at the Sea Life Aquarium. And it may be that he has passed his mantle on. This comes from an article called U.S. versus Japan, Nelly the Elephant Picks World Cup Winner. And I do find this interesting. I did post this this morning, and sure enough, you know, there was no real comment until this evening when it turned out uh, the elephant was right. So Nelly is an 18-month-old elephant who may be psychic. And uh, she picked Japan to win over Germany in the Women's World Cup. Basically, the way she does this is by her zookeepers will set up two goals with two opposing team names on them. And she kicks the ball into the goal of the losing team. And apparently, she has actually been pretty accurate. She predicted Japan against Germany, that Germany would lose to Japan. The elephant's powers of prediction were discovered by chance. Two workers at Germany's park and were basically kicking a soccer ball during their lunch break and accidentally sent it flying into Nellie's enclosure, and she sent it back. So the zookeepers decided to test out her choices with soccer nets. Apparently, they went from playing soccer with her to trying soccer nets. Nellie has correctly predicted the winner of every German match in the ongoing Women's World Cup, including the host country's stunning loss to Japan. The day before the game, Nellie heaved the ball into Germany's net, much to the dismay of her German zookeepers, and her keepers began to wonder if she would become the next country oracle now that Paul the octopus has passed away. However, she's not always accurate in her predictions. Last Tuesday, Nellie made forecasts for Wednesday's semifinals, predicting that Sweden and France would win their respective matches against Japan and the U.S. to face off on Sunday's final. Some days, apparently, she is not in the mood for football, according to the zookeeper. So the most interesting thing is that very recently, she predicted that Japan would win. She kicked a ball into the U.S. goal, uh, predicting U.S. Uh, women's soccer team would lose. And as of tonight, she is correct. So there you go. Keep an eye on Nellie, the psychic pachyderm. Uh, and let's see if she does inherit the mantle to Paul the octopus. 
Now, moving on to our next topic, I will preface this just a little bit by saying that in recent months, I have been working on a postdoctorate, secondary master's in the humanities, and I got up to my thesis. My chair suggested that I research something interesting, and I decided she was right, so I ended up doing some research into the role of women in comic books. I personally am a comic geek. I have read them since I was 11 years old. I actually got out of them for a time, and with the doctorate, needed a form of escape very badly and ended up becoming horribly hooked on DC Comics once more. Interestingly enough, in my youth, I was a Marvel person, although I do remember reading DC titles, uh, and as an adult, I'm definitely DC all the way. But this summer, if you have not noticed, both Marvel and DC have put out movies. Uh, Marvel put out X-Men First Class, Thor, and they're preparing to release Captain America, while DC actually released Green Lantern. And I was thinking about it, and I did realize that there were paranormal pets in the comic book world. So I just thought we'd take a little segue and take a look at some of the paranormal pets in the pages of comics, uh, which are also known, by the way, as paper crack, because they are so addictive. Uh, people get so addicted to them that they cannot miss a single issue. All right, so the first one we're going to look at uh, is Crypto the Superdog. Crypto was actually created as Superman's pet dog, and he appeared in Adventure Comics number 210 in March 1955. The initial story was that Crypto was the first experiment by Superman's father, Jor-El, when the planet was preparing to destroy itself, when Krypton was going down, Jor-El made a preliminary rocket and sent Crypto out into it as an experiment, and then the second rocket, I guess, was the kid. Apparently, Crypto's rocket was, you know, slow and slightly damaged, so it did not reach Earth until Superman was a teenager, so he was Superboy at this point. Crypto, interestingly enough, was drawn as a white dog of generic pedigree. He was a mutt. The early appearance of the character in the comics usually featured exaggerated anthropomorphic facial expressions that were later replaced by more generic canine features. Uh, While fighting crime, Crypto usually wore a gold collar, a miniature facsimile of the famed Superman S symbol for a dog tag, and a dog-sized version of Superman's cape. When not accompanying Superboy or Superman, Crypto spent much of his time romping through space. While on Earth, however, he stayed with the cat family, posing as their pet dog, Skip. In that identity, his guardians applied a brown dye patch on his back for a disguise which Crypto could burn off with his heat vision when he went into costume. And see, this is why I love pre-crisis DC Universe comic books. What this means? In 1987, DC had such a long-running, convoluted history with most of their comic books. They actually had designed a universe where generations would be interested in the book, but they would drop out. So initially, comic books were adolescent youth, uh, usually males, and they would drop out in their 20s. They would quit reading these books, you know, uh, in their 20s. And that stopped happening. People started really continuing to read the books. My own generation, Gen X, is one of those long-term readerships. So DC had to stop their universe. They destroyed all of their characters and they started over in order to modernize the characters a bit. And the pre-crisis universe is usually what is referred to uh, by most people. It's really adorable. It's when things were a little bit sweeter and more innocent, uh, a little more hokey maybe. But by golly, there's Crypto the Superdog, and he made it. Crypto does continue into the modern universe. Actually, he's been reintroduced several times to the Superman mythos. He was initially an exact copy of the pre-crisis crypto. 
he also becomes like a regular pet dog for a time where he had no powers uh, and then later acquired them. And then I think he's been killed a few times, resurrected a few times. Uh, I will tell you that he was in a, a recent Superman comic book. So, his powers, abilities, and equipment. In his original pre-crisis incarnation, Crypto possessed the same powers and abilities as a Kryptonian adult, although the physical abilities were proportional to his smaller size and species. Certain sensory abilities of Crypto's sense of smell and hearing were more accurate than those of Superman, just as an ordinary dog's senses would be more accurate to those of an ordinary human being. He also had super canine intelligence, approximately the human level, though with his canine traits and interests still present, the comic expressed this via the use of thought balloons indicating what Crypto was thinking. In his current incarnation, Crypto's abilities are essentially identical, however he possesses normal canine intelligence, though as shown in the storyline with Atlas, Crypto does see himself as having a general understanding of speech and can take initiatives of his own, such as vowing to protect Metropolis from Atlas because of his knowledge of the fact that Superman and himself protects and cares for the city. So it's kind of interesting. He has some individuality, but apparently has been turned a little bit more into a pet dog. Crypto does also appear in uh, the 1966 television cartoon, The New Adventures of Superman. Uh, he appeared in Batman the Animated Series. He appeared in Superman the Animated Series. And he also had his own spinoff. Not only his own spinoff TV show, but also his own spinoff comic book. So for those of you who are not uh, geeks, again, just a little reminder, kind of an interesting reason to get into this. Uh, we also have Streaky the Super Cat. Streaky the Super Cat belonged, I believe, to Supergirl, uh, appeared in Action Comics number 261, February 1960, and was part of a series of super-powered animals that was popular in DC's comics of the 1960s. He was Supergirl's pet cat that was given superpowers by an unusual form of kryptonite. Supergirl was experimenting with a piece of green kryptonite in an attempt to find a way to neutralize its deadly effects. When her experiment failed, she tossed the kryptonite, or ex-kryptonite as it became known, out the window. A very responsible thing to do, of course. Though her experiment failed, her pet Streaky came across the ex-kryptonite and was exposed to its radiation. As the comics describe it, due to the unique combination of chemicals and ex-kryptonite, it has given Streaky superpowers. Streaky's powers consisted of a smaller subset of Superman and Supergirl, including flight, super strength, supervision, and super speed. Streaky made sporadic appearances in the comic stories of the 1960s and even became a member of the Legion of Super Pets, a group consisting of the aforementioned super-powered animals. He last appeared June 1970, and his... Basically what happened was his kryptonite power source was eliminated. Uh, they destroyed all kryptonite, turned it into iron, and so I guess the cat lost his power. It's kind of, it's really very interesting. He actually has a descendant into the 30th century named Wizzy, who looked like Streaky. He was an orange cat with white lightning bolt on either side of his body. He also does appear in Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, and Justice League. And he also appears as a secondary character to Crypto the Superdog. Now, if you think we're done, we're not. Believe it or not, they have more. Supergirl had a super horse, and the super horse was named Comet. The pre-crisis Comet uh, is a fictional character that appears in comic books published by DC Comics. Comic first appeared in Action Comics number 292 in October 1962. Uh, he was a series of super-powered animals. And it's kind of interesting. 
As he described to her telepathically, he was Supergirl's pet horse. He was originally a centaur in the ancient Greek world, and he was named Biron. The witch Circe gave him a potion to turn him fully human, but mistakenly made him fully horse instead. Don't you hate it when you are mistakenly turned into the wrong half of whatever it is you are? Unable to reverse the spell, she instead gave him superpowers, including immortality. After meeting Supergirl, he went on a mission with her to another planet where a magic spell was cast that turned him into a human, but only while a comet passes through the solar system he is in. As a human, he adapted the identity of Bronco Bill Starr, a rodeo trick rider whom Supergirl fell in love with. Comet made sporadic appearances in the comic stories through the 1960s and even became a member of the Legion of Super Pets, the group consisting of the aforementioned super-powered animals. Believe it or not, when I did my research... I started to study Supergirl to a certain extent. I just did not have the time uh, to completely finish researching her character, but there was some question as to her relationship to Comet. Because he became a mortal or a human man when a comet passed through, uh, Supergirl fell in love with him, and apparently the emotions were reciprocal, but when the comet passed out of this universe, he reverted back to his horse form. And so literally there are these instances of Comet lusting for Supergirl and this aspect of Supergirl sitting astride his back. And it's just, there was some really interesting research. I'm just going to say that. Comet actually was later turned into a superhero, interestingly enough, uh, post-crisis. Comet originally had the powers of high-speed flight, and when he flew, he left behind a freezing contrail. Comet also generated a psionic aura, which stimulated feelings of love in those around him. He actually became an angel at one point, and he gained wings of ice, ice vision, and a centaur-like form, which gave him horse-like strength. Comet can shapeshift between his centaur form and he, by the way, in a later incarnation, becomes a human woman, not a human male. It's very confusing. Okay, we actually have one more super pet, believe it or not. One more. Any guesses as to what this might be? What we'll do is uh, I'll let you think about it while we go to these commercial messages. We'll be right back. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Our very last Paranormal Pet for this issue, or this episode, issue, I'm sorry, I apologize, I guess I'm thinking in comic book form, is Beppo the Super Monkey. Beppo resembles an earth monkey. He was from Krypton, however, and he was another Jor-El test animal. I guess they were experimenting. Bippo decided to stow away on Cal-El's rocket and came to Earth. Upon landing, Beppo hopped out unseen and went off on his own for a period of some months. He lived in a jungle for a while and handled himself quite well, since as a Kryptonian monkey, he had a very unique display of powers and abilities. One day, Beppo, using his telescopic vision, spotted Cal-El, now a toddler living in Smallville with the Kents. Beppo quickly flew to Smallville and, being a monkey, secretly caused all sorts of havoc. Ma and Pa Kent initially blamed baby Clark for Beppo's super-powered monkey shines, but they soon discovered the truth. The Kents fretted that Clark's secret might be exposed to the super-antics of the Simeon of Steel. And no, I'm not kidding. Simeon of Steel. But as it turns out, their worry was needless. It wasn't long before Beppo accidentally set off some 4th of July fireworks stored in the Kent garage. The explosion spooked Beppo, who took off into space. The panicked Beppo kept on going when he saw a passing comet, which he thought was more fireworks, chasing him. When Beppo failed to return, the Kents presumed he'd gotten lost out there somewhere. Oh, yes, his story is related in the Super Monkey from Krypton. Now, just so you know, uh, he appeared in 1959. It is interesting because in the 50s and 60s, DC Comics actually started taking their major heroes and doing flashbacks to their teenage and childhood. Uh, literally, for example, Wonder Woman had adventures with her, what was called the Wonder Tot self, that was Wonder Woman as a toddler, with uh, herself as a teenager. The original Wonder Girl was actually Wonder Woman herself having adventures with herself. And then Wonder Woman, and then they would actually bring in the Queen. Queen Hippolyta would come in. So they actually fought side by side with each other. So it appears that it's not uncommon for DC to actually go back and reintroduce these characters as children and then add in these kind of odd characters. 
He's also known as the Monkey of Might. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at this, but it is, it's cute. It just is adorable. Beppo originally uh, apparently comes back because he encounters Supergirl. So, kind of interesting. Beppo possessed the same powers and abilities as a Kryptonian adult, although his physical abilities were proportionate to his smaller size and species. This includes strength, flight, and vulnerability, x-ray vision, and heat vision. I'm sorry to say that he did not survive the crisis until he basically was reintroduced in 2009 into a future world. So there you go. So now that you probably know more about comics than you ever really cared to know, we're actually going to turn this back to our normal type of show. And the last segment here is actually going to include, again, an actual recording from a recent Spirits of St. Petersburg event. I thought you might find it interesting to hear that there are friendly ghosts and that, indeed, animals apparently can tell the difference. This story is from, actually, a July investigation in 2011 that the Spirits of St. Petersburg did, in which there is a small, perhaps a young uh, boy or young man ghost that apparently is what we would call a drop-in entity. He simply appeared in a location. He's not related to it. And unfortunately, in the paranormal world, you know, these are just kind of these loose ends. You just don't know what to do with them. But he really likes this woman's pool and her backyard. And uh, I guess feels like a little bit like a family, particularly because she has a dog. And I'm happy to say that this boy and the dog apparently get along quite well. The dog shows no fear, uh, is apparently happy, playful, and enjoys playing with this child or young man. We actually had a variety of ages from 12 to 20, so take your pick. But that there are happy paranormal pet encounters. So I thought that was very important. So we'll actually insert that segment here. How does your uh, dog, Grace, interact with the entities at this house? There's somebody that hangs over here because she'll get up on the couch, stand over there, and look around that lamp and wag her tail and look and every once in a while out in the bedroom she'll she'll growl but not like some a threatening growl her hair doesn't stand up like someone's approaching or anything but she just starts growling and like fussing with somebody i don't know and outside she she zones now she's never zoned what do you mean by zone she stands there and stares it was night before y'all came it was by the door and she and I'm talking to her and she doesn't have a clue I'm there I could have walked up to her and she she would have jumped out of her skin but she just she was zoning at the door like she was waiting for somebody or looking at somebody what was she looking at she was she was facing this way at the door and just the front of the house? Oh, I'm sorry. We were in the back. Okay. And she was, yeah, she was facing this way, and she just stopped. And, and sometimes she stares at the table out here from this door. Just stops everything and just, and her tail starts wagging. Okay. What do you think? I, I think she sees the, the little boy or the young man. She, she likes kids. She, she likes, likes people. He likes the dog. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Um, Gracie off. <laughs> they never act, you know, they never behave when there are other people present. 
especially when they're getting pet. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, you know, well, now that y'all been here a little longer, she's pushing herself. <laughs> on yeah, it's okay. It's all right. So she does interact with the ghost. Does she ever appear to be playing with anyone? Yeah. Well, she was just dancing around the living room a little bit earlier, but she had her rock. But yes. Okay. Um, does she ever play outside with mm -hmm. someone? Oh yeah, she does one of these, like when you chase a dog and right. you play, I'm gonna get you, and they go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, she does that all by herself out there. She doesn't scoot as much up here on the deck as she does in the grass. Okay, so she is playing with somebody. Yeah. Okay, but I she does not, a few, uh, does not show fear. Mm-mm. Okay. And I cannot bring her in. I mean, from my other house, mm -hmm. my old house, she had her doggy door, and she'd go out and come in. But I, I have a really hard time, and she just loves the yard. She just loves being out in the yard. And I can't, I have to make a big thing about bringing her in, and then when she's inside, she wants to go back out. She's never been like that. How old is she? She was born January 1st of 09. So she's, she's young. Yeah. 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 Okay. And um, what what type of dog is she? Beagle Russell mix. Russell Terrier. Uh huh. Oh boy, that's some energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was full of she was a baby. I remember her. I think when she was a little bit younger. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, but no signs of fear. Nope. Uh, actually, that does validate what we were uh, yeah. talking about outside. That this ghost. Uh, Likes to hang around partly for the dog and seems to find a friend in the dog. Yay. Which is kind of interesting. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we had the young man outside. We're still trying to find out who he is, but at least he's friendly with the pets. <laughs> so that's good. Do you actually have the experience or the, the sensation of somebody breathing on your neck or walking behind you or a shadow figure? Not here yet. Okay. But in the past you have. Yeah. But not here. Right. Okay. And I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, even though it was a little bit wacky and quite different. I can actually do a second episode on uh, Super Pets, believe it or not. Uh, we have not even gone into Marvel Comics, where there are um, not many, but there are, I think, one or two Super Pets out there. And we have not even talked about Prody 2 of DC Comics, uh, a shape-shifting super pet from the future. But we may or may not do that. In the meantime, I'm currently working on lining up a few new interviews and hopefully getting some new insights into animals and the psychic and psychic animals. So be prepared for a few new episodes out there. And in the meantime, remember to support your local rescues, support the ASPCA, the Humane Society. There are many, many pets out there that need good and loving homes. Please, please, please look into adoption. Even if you get just one, uh, you will be making somebody's life a little bit better. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.